You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Uh, as far as what it can offer for hikers, uh, there's a ton of fast food restaurants. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I like to call this the uh, the fast food capital of Florida. We, <laughs> we have three McDonald's, two Burger Kings, two Wendy's, two Taco Bell's, uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, the list just goes on and on. Uh, you, you name it. Uh, we have three Waffle Houses. Um, and there's all kind of stuff to eat uh, for hikers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so that, that was our challenge as trail angels, knowing that hikers, when they got to Crestview, had their pick of pretty much anything they needed. They wanted food, they wanted to resupply, wanted a hotel to stay in. Everything is here in Crestview. So as trail angels, that was something we wanted to do is offer something that they couldn't get. Um, and for us, that has been just letting them have a place to come to for free be able to wash all their gear. We have clean clothes available for them so that they can get everything clean in one shot. And then that way it's a personal touch too, where we get to sit and talk to them and get to know them. That was Sean Flattop Spence and Kelly Frosty Fairbanks, trail angels and section hikers based out of Crestview, Florida. A chance encounter with Jupiter two years ago on his FKT through hike catapulted this couple into digging into the Florida Trail a bit more and then becoming trail angels and avid Florida Trail enthusiasts. If you listen to the episode with Jupiter, you may have heard him talk about Kelly and Sean in that episode. As you will hear, Kelly and Sean are passionate about the Florida Trail and have found that one of the ways to give back to the trail community has been to be trail angels for hikers coming through Crestview. In addition, Kelly has been a vocal proponent on assisting in getting the unidentified hiker who was found deceased in his tent in Big Cypress earlier this summer identified. You'll hear Kelly talk more about that later in the episode. But if you have any information on this hiker, please contact the Collier County Sheriff's Office. Kelly and Sean are a wealth of information on the Florida Trail and other hiking trails within the Crestview area. And as you hear, it will be hard not to be as excited about the FT as they are. If you find yourself hiking through Crestview, give them a shout out. I know that they would love to help a hiker out. A couple of notes before we get started. I kind of realized that I haven't really been introducing myself at the beginning of episodes, and I thought I would do so from time to time for those who haven't listened to the whole catalog of episodes. So I'm Misty Little. I'm an Appalachian Trail 2010 through hiker and a Florida Trail 2011 through hiker. I started this podcast because I love the Florida Trail, and I live in Texas now, so I can't really get out and volunteer and hike on the FT, but this is my way of giving back. Second, so unless you were cozy in your tent on a long trail in the last month, you probably heard about a nearly Category 5 storm called Hurricane Michael. It slammed into the Florida Panhandle in October and did some serious damage to homes and to the Florida Trail. So currently, the Florida Trail is closed from the Osceola Wildlife Management Area to the Econfina Wildlife Management Area until trail maintainers can assess the area. So do check with the FTA on openings and closures, and I'll be sure to put a list of links in the show notes for public lands that we'll be announcing if they're open, where you can subscribe to the FTA newsletter and to the Florida Hikes newsletter for updates. There is a very real possibility that some parts of the trail will not be open for a full through hike later this season, so do keep up to date on closures before you head out for a hike. And if you do end up hiking through these areas, please be patient and courteous with businesses that may have suffered severe damage from wind or flooding. Um, Do your best to help them out, give them some money and support, and be as nice as you can. And last, 
I would like to put together an episode with you, the hiker slash listener. So this episode would come out in early January in time for kicking off the through hike season. So I'd love to have a one to three minute snippet of you talking about your upcoming hike or why you love the FT or maybe a funny story or something interesting about the Florida Trail or other Florida natural areas that you love. So you can record it as a voice memo and email it to me at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail on my Google Voice account at... 832-780-9819. And it helps if you write down what you want to say and rehearse it a few times before recording. And then don't forget to leave your trail name. And then at the end, maybe leave some contact information in case I need to reach out to you for some reason. And that portion will not be edited in the episode. I'm not going to tell people your email or phone number. So just helps me in case there's any problems when I go to edit. So if you can get these in by December 17th, that would be awesome. And I hope you guys participate. All right, on to the show. You go away. Okay. Okay, we are good to go. All right, how are you guys doing? We are fine. How are you? Good. It's good to meet some faces, you know, you see online. (laughs) Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we can begin. Um, maybe if you guys want to introduce yourselves and kind of talk about where you're located and your trail names and your hiking and life background. So we can, I mean, you gave me a little blurb, but you know, I know too much about you guys other than what I see online. Sure. Um, my name is Sean Spence and I live here in Crestview, Florida. Uh, we're just north of Eglin Air Force Base. And uh, the Florida Trail actually goes right through Eglin Air Force Base, uh, comes out, and there's a road walk that goes right through Crestview. And so uh, we're set up very nicely to help out uh, and be a trail angel here in Crestview. And so that's where we're located. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kelly Fairbanks. Um, Like Sean says, we're here in Crestview. I am a military brat and work on Eglin. And... um, I'm sorry. I'm so nervous. <laughs> hey, we're just friends. Just we're chatting. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've been hiking since we've been together and just kind of it evolved into being trail angels just through being active on the trail here locally. Right. Yeah. I wish you guys had been there when we were in Crestview because uh, we had like a kind of stormy day and we could have used somewhere to crash. It would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's our specialty. <laughs> we, we, it. Um, we really got into it last year. Uh, we helped out a lot of the hikers that came through, and, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, we love the camaraderie we have with the hikers, and uh, it's just something we, we thoroughly love and enjoy uh, getting to know the hikers and hearing their stories. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. Now, did you guys grow up hiking or have any background in hiking or, you know, I just – like, how did you come to the Florida Trail and hiking, I guess? Oh, good question. Uh, actually, um, probably got into hiking about five years ago, a uh, little over five years ago for me, uh, just before I met Kelly. In fact, uh, I was just getting into the hiking. And um, and so uh, Kelly and I met and I got her interested in it, too. And so we started hiking local trails in the area and everything. And, uh, and it kind of evolved from there. Uh, but yeah, I've, um, for me, I, you know, I've grown grown up in this area, so uh, I, you know, it's in my childhood. You know, I grew up uh, playing in the woods, 
uh, had some friends, you know, we used to go out and build forts and make our own little trails in the woods and stuff like that. We used to ride four wheelers and stuff like that. Uh, so I kind of grew up in the woods. Um, and so, uh, when it came time to, when I learned that there was a Florida trail, uh, it just like blew my mind. Uh, and I had no idea, but, but being from Florida and knowing that there is a Florida trail, I was all about it. <laughs> And I grew up on military bases, and I've always been an outdoor person, like to play outside, uh, but the hiking really didn't kick in until I met Sean, um, and I had no clue there was such a thing as through hiking at all. Um, so that kind of evolved from learning about the Florida Trail, and then it's it's just gone from there. Right. Right. So um, you guys met and I guess, did you guys meet doing outdoorsy things or you make like typical kind of dating site sort of thing? Um, we're not on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we were both looking for a roommate at the time and that's how that came about. Okay. Okay. So it went from there and the rest is history. And uh, yeah. yeah, there you are. It was, it was very interesting, but yeah. Uh, you know, as our getting to know each other, I, at that time, I was just getting into hiking and stuff. And so uh, for me, um, I shared that with her, took her out on a few day hikes and, and she liked it and enjoyed it. So so we just kind of have progressed together over the last five years. And so it's, it's really been fun and, uh, and we, we thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, the more we learn, the more we love. So Awesome. So, I mean, maybe we could talk about Crestview itself. I mean, Sean, you grew up there, so you've kind of seen the town grow and, um, and you know, you've probably seen natural areas change and as time has gone by. But, I mean, maybe you guys can talk about Crestview itself, like what it offers for, you know, hikers and what um, other natural areas and hiking opportunities around there, you know, besides the Florida Trail. Sure. Uh well, Crestview uh, is a small town. We have a population of roughly 24,000 people. And um, and so it's it's kind of interesting. When the hikers come out of Eglin Air Force Base uh, on the trail, they on the Highway 85, where it's, uh, Highway 85 runs right up north and south through Crestview. And so well, when they come out, depending on the time of day, it could be a lot of traffic. Uh, it it's, could be very busy. In fact, I grew up always calling it the Eglin traffic. When, uh, when Edwin lets off uh, work in the afternoons, you know, that they, they head up here to Crestview. A lot of them live up here in Crestview. Mm-hmm. It's a military town. And so uh, as far as what it can offer for hikers, uh, there's a ton of fast food restaurants. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I like to call this the uh, the fast food capital of Florida. We, <laughs> we have three McDonald's, two Burger Kings, two Wendy's, two Taco Bell's, uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, the list just goes on and on. Uh, you, you name it. Uh, we have three Waffle Houses, um, and there's all kind of stuff to eat uh, for hiking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so that that was our challenge as Trail Angels, knowing that hikers, when they got to Crestview, had their pick of pretty much anything they needed. They wanted food. They wanted to resupply. Wanted a hotel to stay in. Everything is here in Crestview. So as Trail Angels, that was something we wanted to do is offer something that they couldn't get. Um, And for us, that has been just letting them have a place to come to for free. 
be able to wash all their gear. We have clean clothes available for them so that they can get everything clean in one shot. And then that way it's a personal touch too, where we get to sit and talk to them and get to know them yeah. and make it personal. And I just, I feel like it's our, our hiker slumber parties. <laughs> so done talking and having a good time. Right. No, I love that idea. I mean, we were lucky to meet um, someone named Shamrock Steve, and he happened to uh, email me um, ahead of our hike to let us know, because we originally were going to hike east around Lake Okeechobee, but we found out they were doing road work. And since he said, no, go, you need to go west. Um, I'm sorry, love you work. And so we went west. He said, when you come up, when you get close to uh, Titusville, holler and you can you know kind of like what you guys do and you guys can stay at the house and shower and and it worked out just perfectly and those trail angel opportunities on the florida trail at least especially when we hiked and hasn't been but you know seven years is um they were not common so i i appreciate what you guys are doing and offering to hikers absolutely we enjoy it like i said uh, uh we're just having a blast uh you know, we, we really have fun staying up with hikers and talking to them and getting to know them and hearing their stories. Uh, it's just a great thing. Uh, you know, we really get to learn a lot about the trail, parts that we have never been to and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's just great. Uh, we, I've learned a ton about the Florida Trail just by talking with other hikers, meeting them. Uh, it just goes from there. Right. Um. So, I mean... How did so you you found the Florida Trail and you know if 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 people listen to the episode with Jupiter, um, you guys met Jupiter on his hike, um, and I think it was after that you guys decided to be trail angels. I mean, what kind of made you guys jump into doing that? Were you nervous at first, or um, I was more excited. Um, we met Jupiter, and it was just a chance encounter. It was my very first overnight backpack trip with Sean. And as we got to our campsite, we'd been hiking for five miles and we walk up and there he sits at the picnic <laughs> table. And uh, I was freaking out at first because I just wanted to be a complete noob by myself in the woods. I wasn't expecting anybody to be there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as we got to talking to him, he told us about all these Facebook groups. And so I started following all the Facebook groups that he started talking about. And that's how I started following other hikers that were on the trail and doing their through hikes. And um, the very first hiker that I actively followed was Samer time. Okay. um, I was watching his, he was doing live Facebook live videos and I was watching him and I knew he was getting close to Crestview. And I told Sean, you know, I sent him a text message and I said, Samer time should be in Crestview today. If you happen to be out, look for him. And it just so happened that as soon as he got the text, he looks up, he's driving down the road and there's summer time walking to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him tell you how that happened. Yeah, that was, that was an awesome encounter right there uh, with summer time. Uh, he, he was our first uh, one that we really truly got to help out on the trail uh, shortly after we met Jupiter. Uh, he was coming up northbound on the Florida trail and he came through Crestview and he was headed to the post office for resupply. Well, I just happened to be out running errands that day, and I stopped by the post office to drop off some mail uh, to, to mail out. And then as I was leaving the post office, uh, I got the text from Kelly. I looked down at my phone, literally, and, and it said, look out for Sammer time. He should be coming through Crestview soon. I look up, and there he was. <laughs> it was amazing like, how coincidental that was. 
And so I looked at Samertown. He looked at me. He didn't, we didn't know each other. We had never met each other before, nothing. Uh, he had no idea. And he, he gave me this, this look. Uh, you have to understand how Samertown is. He's a character. I mean that in a good way, but, <laughs> but uh, he gives me this, this grin uh, uh, and he waves at me and stuff. And like I said, he didn't know who I was. And I knew who he was. I recognized him. And so I, I turned it around and I pulled up next to him. I rolled my window down and I said, Hey, are you summertime? And he's, he was like, yeah. Uh, how do you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> he was all confused at this point. And so, so I said, I said, yeah, my girlfriend Kelly has been following you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I offered to let him come back to our house in a, in a shower and, and everything. And, um, and he gladly accepted. Uh, and so, so he came back and, um, at that time we didn't have our room set up at, at our house, but I let him stay at my dad's house. And, uh, and so I took him over to my dad's house and, uh, and, uh, he stayed the night there and we just had a great time and, uh, getting to know summer time. And we enjoyed that encounter so much that, that it made, it made us want to keep doing it more and more and, and meet other hikers and stuff. So it was a great thing. And it's all because we met Jupiter when, when we met Jupiter, that was an awesome encounter in itself. Like she said, I, I was taking her on her first overnight backpack trip. And uh, we were actually over in the Yellow River Ravine section, not mm. far from And so uh, uh, we were we were headed up uh, five miles in t- uh, to the campsite. And uh, as we were getting there, uh, we saw Jupiter sitting at the picnic table. And I was just ahead of Kelly. I turned around. I said, there's somebody there. And so I kind of whispered it to her. And so we, we got up a little closer and we met uh, Jupiter and got to talking. He was a really nice guy. Uh, he was sitting there taking a break, if you can imagine that. I mean, this is a type of battle, you know, Jupiter, he's always on the go. He's mm-hmm. a young uh, go-getter hiker, you know. Uh, and so we just got to talking and, and he just thought it was amazing. You know, we were the first ones he met as he came down into Florida. He, he told us he hiked all the way down here from Canada. Right earth uh, we we were just blown away by that um, and so we couldn't fathom walking down here from canada and so that's what really uh opened our eyes i guess to through hiking mm-hmm. in general to to know that that he had come that far i just wanted to help the guy uh because we were just on a simple overnight trip you know not very far uh and so um you know i offered we offered him some of our food uh he declined uh, but uh but uh, he kept going, and, and he he didn't stay with us that night at the campsite. He kept going. He liked the stealth camp. So he walked on into the dark a little bit further ahead. Um, I don't know where he stayed exactly, but a few days later, you know, we started following him uh, and then uh, learned he had a website and all that stuff and learned how legit he really was and what kind of hiker he was. And uh, it just blew our mind, and we were just very interested. And so uh, he was starting his FAT attempt of the Florida Trail, and so uh, I knew I knew that, and I was incredibly interested in that. So, so uh, I knew he was about to come back through Crestview, and um, and I caught him a few days later as he was on his FKT attempt. I offered him help, but of course he declined. He he couldn't have much help because he was you know doing an unsupported FKT, and we really didn't understand what what the rules were you know for FKT and whatnot, but. Uh, we offered to help him. Uh, and so from there, I mean, and from what all he told us and got us involved in the hiking community, 
that's kind of where one thing led to another. And we just uh, went from there and, and it's been a, an amazing journey so far, just being a trail angel. And we love it. You guys are so enthusiastic. We <laughs> <laughs> love what we're doing and uh, try to do as much as we can for as many as we can. And it's, it's not been easy to, to offer help to random strangers. Cause some people I think are leery of it sometimes, which in the world we live in is understandable, but for the most part, everybody's been very receptive or, and they have their private little group chats, the three mm-hmm. hikers last year. And after the first one stayed with us and let everybody else know that we were cool, then everybody else. Stayed with them. <laughs> they're like, they're safe. It's okay. <laughs> they're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So after so after summertime, time, you've met Jupiter, and you guys just start following hikers. And uh, how, how, what's your, I guess, typical mo? Do you let people reach out to you, or do you just kind of follow people and message them as they get closer? Well, at, after summertime, time, um, the next group that we helped was because of Jupiter. He messaged me on Facebook and let me know that he had some friends in the area that needed a place to park their van. And I was like, sure, send them our way. Not a problem. And it turned out to be Lent hikes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a triple, triple crowner. So that was mm-hmm. the next thing we hosted. Um, and um, there was the groundskeeper ambassador for that year was Dirty Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then another girl, Cirilla, who was doing the ECT. She started at Key West and was going up to Canada. Okay. And so those couple were hiking together and then they were being supported by Lent's partner, uh, Justa in a van. So she would meet them every so often and help with the resupply or whatever. And they just needed a place to park for the night. So they came and stayed with us. And that was our next group. And then after that, uh, what I do, I either follow on Instagram or on Facebook. And a lot of people will post either journals or pictures or they'll do hashtags. Mm-hmm. And so the, I follow the hashtags to find who's on the trail. And then I've also been in the network with the other trail angels on the, on the Florida trail, all the way down South to uh, Chris Bell, Mm -hmm. Uh, keep in touch with all of them. And then as they see through hikers on the trail and maybe post a picture of them, um, we get an idea who's out there and I just try to follow them if they're followable. Right. And hikers will just, will just randomly catch on the road. We've caught many just walking through town and we'll stop and, and talk to them. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And I guess most people are probably like, yeah, I'll take a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they really enjoy it. uh, And we enjoy helping them. And so, like I said, it's just been a great thing. We get to help them and we get to learn from them. And so uh, it it goes both ways. You know, we we just help them out and and they help us because we, you know, we actually have ambition uh, for the Florida Trail and we want to help out in a lot of in any way that we can and so we find that this is the best way for us to help out because you know we we live in a you know your average three bedroom two bath house and so uh it's just me and kelly we don't have children or anything so we have two bedrooms open and so we decided to turn oh at least one of those bedrooms into a hiker room uh and you should see it now it's all set up nice just for hikers uh and uh and we we just love it um uh, we, we really go all out for the hikers and, 
and do everything that we can for them. And we find this is the best way for us to help them out. Yep. Awesome. Now, um, do you guys do anything else uh, trail angel wise, like leaving coolers out or water or anything like that? I know that's popular on the AT. Um, we haven't so far um, just because I work full time and I actually have two jobs and then Sean is a full-time caregiver for his uh, father. So we don't have a lot of time to actually be out on trail most times, but being able to bring them home at the end of the day when they're done with their hike and be able to have them spend the night, I guess is the easiest thing for us. Right. So that works with our lifestyle for the time being. Exactly. It works out great, you know, because Kelly will have to get up, go to work the next morning or something, and she can simply just go drop them back off where we found them along the road walk. Because uh, there's there's a long road walk. Once you come out of Eglin, there's like a 21-mile road walk uh, mm-hmm. starts Westview before you hit the Yellow River Ravine section. Uh, and, and a lot of people don't know that uh, Eglin is divided up into two parts. Uh, there's There's the main East Eglin, which is the majority of it, and it, it dumps you out right into Crestview on that long road walk. And then uh, after that, there's the Yellow River Ravine section that's kind of in the middle. And then that you start West Eglin, which goes south toward Navarre before you hit the beach walk. Right. So that's kind of, kind of where we're located there. Um, you know, we're just over, if for North Bounders, we're just over a thousand miles into the trail. Uh, I think it's it dumps you out at, at Highway 85 at mile 1019.2. Of course, that's subject to change. Uh, but last I looked on the map, that's where we were at. Uh, and so uh, you, after they've already come a thousand miles, you know, essentially that that's where they're at. Uh, we start really following them around, around about the time they hit Eglin. We start trying to figure out where they're at. Um, and, and we message them, offer them a place to stay, and, and they're excited about it. Once they hear they got a, a place to come shower and, and, uh, and, and hang out with other people who are involved uh, in, the, you know, in this capacity, that, that they just, they've heard about us, so they want to meet us, and we want to meet them. So uh, it just works out great. It probably makes them uh, want to hike faster through Eglin, knowing that what they're getting, they have food and, you know, good place to stay and people to meet and chat with. It's um, something to look forward to. That reminds me of a particular couple we met this year that were from Michigan. And I had been messaging um, her name, Snapper, and then her, her boyfriend, Michigan. They were coming through and we had made arrangements to meet them that night but they weren't making as much mileage as they thought they would. And so they were worried about getting in late. And I think it might've been eight 30 at night. It was already dark. And I told them, you know, keep coming. We'll be there with we'll the lights on ready for you. When you pop out of the trail, if you want to keep coming. So they got excited. They started running at <laughs> <laughs> the trailhead with the headlights on shining down the trail, waiting for them to pop out. They came out screaming and yelling and just excited. <laughs> and they could smell Burger King. There's literally a Burger King maybe two miles from the trailhead. They could smell it. Oh, wow. And all they wanted was Burger King. So we snapped them up and we took them up to Burger King. We fed them. And they had already heard about us. They were excited to meet us. That, that was the first ones that that I realized that the word was getting out, I guess, that people were knowing about us before they got to us. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really cool but that was a, one of our favorite stories from this last season. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the good things too, is that 
you kind of give them a little bit of a boost towards that, you know, the last couple of days or they're not that far from ending their hike, but you still, you're getting, you're still tired. You've been hiking for a thousand miles, but you guys give that little boost for them to get to the end. Yeah. I'll, I always try to encourage them. Uh, Cause I know that they smell the end, you know, that they, like I said, they've already come over a thousand miles by the time they hit us. And there's less than a hundred miles to go before they hit that terminus at Fort Pickens. And so uh, they're excited to hit the beach walk. I mean, that's one thing that's unique to the Florida Trail is our, our gorgeous beaches here. And we actually have a beach walk as part of the Florida National Scenic Trail. And that's, that's just amazing. We, we, we kind of let them know what's ahead. We tell them, you know, what to expect from the 21-mile road walk. We tell them about the Yellow River Ravine section, what to expect there. Uh, we tell them about West Eglin, where they can stay and camp. Uh, and so uh, we, we just kind of prepare them. I like to bring up the map and just go over it with them and just show them like what to expect the rest of the way. And they're just, it gets them re-energized because at that point, by the time they get to us, like I say, they're, they're pretty tired. You know, they, they just want to be done at that point. A lot of them have told us, you know, they just can't wait to, to get it over with at this point. You know, they, they've seen a lot of Florida miles <laughs> of it. And they, they just ready to be at the end. Uh, they ready to, to go on with the next chapter. Uh, but yeah, it's, I try to get them excited. And I, I try to tell them, you know, to slow down and enjoy what's left of it because it really is gorgeous on that beach walk, mm-hmm. uh, you know? And so I just tell them to slow down and, and enjoy it. Cause a lot of them, they'll tell me their how much time they have left and they usually have plenty of time. Uh, cause they typically hike faster than they think they're going to hike. And so, uh, uh, you know, that their, their end date usually is like five days away or something. It doesn't really take that long to get there from where we're at. And so, uh, you know, they, I just tell them to slow down and enjoy it. That's my advice I give them, uh, when they, when we meet up with them and we get to talking and stuff and, and, uh, that's kind of where it goes from there. Right. Now, how many have uh, ended up going north and doing the Blackwater River section? We've had a couple uh, that were doing the ECT, um, Eastern Continental Trail, which the Florida Trail is part of. And uh, it goes right up through the Blackwater section, which I'm very familiar with. Uh, It's one of my favorite sections, in fact. uh, And I I really uh, get them excited about that. Uh, It gets me excited to talk about the Blackwater section. It's little known. piece of the Florida trail that a lot of them don't ever get to see or go on because it's not part of the main drag. Uh, the most of them North founders that, you know, are just doing the Florida trail will totally have to miss that side trail. Uh, and they're going on the beach walk to Fort Pickens. And so, uh, there's actually, uh, a junction there where it can head North to the Alabama state line. Uh, it goes up through Blackwater river state forest. And, uh, and that's some gorgeous hiking through Florida there. Um, it, it's really nice. I, I love that section. I could tell you all about it. <laughs> Go for it. Do tell because I think and not many people know about it, like you said, and I haven't gotten to hike that section. So you guys tell tell campsites, tell anything you want to say about it. Yeah, in fact, um, now it, it can be it's about it's about 46 miles in length uh, from the junction up to the Alabama state line. So not quite 50 miles. It can be done in two days if you're a, you know, big time hiker and you got your trail legs. Uh, but I don't recommend that at all. Uh, I, I would, I would totally recommend doing it in three days and two nights. For one, you'll have better campsite selection. 
you'll get to enjoy it more. Uh, if you do it in, in two days and one night, you're going to camp somewhere in the middle and, and you don't really have a good water source there. You would have to carry water in at least five miles to get to your camp spot. Um, and this, I, I fully recommend if you're going to do the black water section to do it in three days and two nights. Uh, you get some nice campsites, you know, closer to water sources. And it's just gorgeous. And, and you really, one of my favorite parts of the Blackwater section is the Juniper Creek Trail. Hmm. And uh, the big Juniper Creek Trail, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Econfina. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, it follows along the big Juniper Creek, which feeds off of the Blackwater River. And uh, it's, it's a unique creek because it, it's cut so wide but it's so shallow. You could literally walk straight across and barely get knee deep in the deepest part in the middle. Uh, it's, it's just fascinating to me that it can be that shallow uh, and clear. You can see the bottom all the way. Uh, and it's, it's just so wide. It resembles a river, but it's not deep enough to be considered a river. It's just a big Creek. It's huge as far as the width of this Creek. Uh, and it's gorgeous to look at. Uh, in the Juniper Creek section of the Blackwater section, uh, it goes right alongside that creek for a long ways, uh, maybe three and a half miles of it. it the, the Juniper Creek section of the Blackwater is about five miles worth of it. And I'd say about three and a half years skirting along the creek. And uh, it's just the gorgeous uh, scenery around there, that creek. Um, and I just love it. It's, it's, it's just good to, to hike out there. Uh, so that's one of my favorite sections. Yeah, that's um, since I think I think I posted on Instagram recently about like Houston is kind of about 10 or 11 hours out to, you know, um, the Guadalupe Mountains or Big Bend. And then it's about 10 and a half, 11 hours out back towards you and Crestview. So I keep thinking, I'm like, OK, well, you know, one really long weekend I can go out west or I can go east. And one day I want to go east and I want to hike the Blackwater River section because I've heard so much good things about it. Yeah, totally do it. Uh yeah, I, I can show you a copy of a text message from a guy that was doing the ECT that we stayed the night with us uh, one night when he was coming through Crestview before he hit the Blackwater section. I was telling him about it and I said, well, well, when you get done with the Blackwater section, text me back and tell me what you thought of it. And so he did. He texted me back and, and he said, he said, honestly, it was one of his favorite sections along the entire Florida trail. Hmm. Uh, and that came from a guy doing the ECT that had already done over a thousand miles of the Florida Trail, and he just really enjoyed the Blackwater section. and And I knew he would, but I just wanted to hear it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's if you enjoy uh, like a majority of Florida is hiking through a pine forest, and as long as you enjoy that, which I do, uh, that's what you're going to get. Uh, that's what you can expect with the Blackwater section. It's it's hiking through a pine forest. It's nice and quiet out there. You don't have a lot of road noise because it gets pretty deep out there into it. And you just, you get out there, it's, it's, you get the solitude, which is what I love. You get to hear the wind uh, rustling through those pine trees. And, uh, and it's just wonderful. You get to hear the, the creek flowing. Uh, you get to hear the birds. You get to, you get to see and hear the cockaded woodpecker. There's several of those out there. Uh, there, there are wild turkeys out there, deer. I mean, there's just all kinds of uh, beautiful wildlife out there, birds of all kinds. Uh, you get to hear the birds and, the, and to hear the wind rustling through those pine trees. 
Uh, it's just a, a wonderful experience. Uh, you get to just take it all in, good fresh air to breathe. Um, it's just a, a wonderful experience. I'm gonna take. I was gonna say, I take it's your favorite section you've done. <laughs> well, it's hard to pick a favorite, to be honest. Uh, you know, I just love the Florida Trail. What can I say? I mean, it, a lot of it's wonderful. I've hiked a lot of it here in the Panhandle, essentially all the way from Econfina back over to Fort Pickens. Uh, I've hiked the majority of this Panhandle region, and uh, I'm very familiar with it. And uh, I just love it. Uh, I love the Florida Trail. I can't wait to. I, I actually have ambition to through hike it one day, and I hope I get that opportunity in the future. Uh, and I just want to get out there, and that's why I enjoy talking with these through hikers that that have done it and have, have hiked the sections that I haven't been on and stuff. And I get to talk to them about that, learn about it. We get to talk about gear, and uh, and I enjoy <laughs> talking about gear as well. Yeah, as like <laughs> Kelly said, you were the gearhead, so we may have to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, so Kelly, have you hiked most of these same sections or have you hiked less? I've hiked less than Sean, but um, my thing with the trail is I like to take pictures. That's my passion is taking pictures, just amateur photography, nothing fancy. But uh, that's my joy on the trail where Sean, he, he likes to check off all the trail. He wants to hit every section and and me, I, because of my work shifts, uh, don't get to get out as much as he does. But uh, I do aspire to do the through hike with him when we get to that point. That's so good. I want to see it all one day. But, but yeah, that's totally his passion where people are my passion and doing for others is, is more my passion. So we, we make a great team. Yes, you do. You sound like you do make a great team. <laughs> Kelly's a wonderful person, as you can tell. And, uh, and I, I'm glad that she's involved in it and helping these hikers. I'm glad she's so enthusiastic about it. Uh, you know, like I'm enthusiastic about the trail itself. Uh, it just it just works out great for us doing this together. And uh, it's just a, a wonderful journey for us together. I, I believe it helps us bond as a couple. It's something that we can do together and enjoy doing together for others. And uh, and we just get to meet so many neat people and and uh, and. That, that's just our thing. That's what we love to do. Awesome. Now, so Kelly, you work on Eglin. Um, I mean, you don't have to tell me what you do or anything like that, but um, how familiar are you with like the regulations or I mean, most, maybe both of you guys might be familiar with the regulations so people can understand what they may be facing uh, hiking through Eglin. Well, Eglin is an active air force base. Uh, we also have uh Special Forces, which is an Army unit there, and we also do the Ranger training for the Army. So we have a lot going on on the base. Um, and every day they could close different sections of the trail, depending on what they're training or doing, whatever their mission involves. So it's important that people watch a video to know that what to do in case they come across any unexploded ordnance or bombs. Um, and to be aware of what's closed so that they don't end up. And we had a hiker this past season, they were doing a prescribed burn and that section was closed, but he didn't pay attention to that and ended up in a, in a scary situation for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he ended up running through most of that section, trying to get away from smoke because it literally was being overtaken by smoke. Wow. Uh, he, he, everything was fine. It worked out for him, but that's, 
the reason they have the permitting process so that you're aware of what's going on and it changes day to day. And that way you're safe because they don't want anybody to get hurt out there. Right. Now, is there, I don't think there's any other trails open to the public, is there? Or um, maybe you can tell me about that. Is it just Florida Trail through there? It's just the Florida Trail on the base. They do have other primitive campsites that are not part of the Florida Trail. So it's open to public as long as you, I think it's a $5 charge at their different sites that they do have. But this base also does hunting and they uh, farm timber and, and whatnot. So there's a lot going on on it on the base itself. And most of it's handled through the Jackson Guard. And uh, they also have beach down there in Destin that's military property. And so, so they do permits for the whole installation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's more opportunities than just take hiking on the Florida Trail. Then. Absolutely. Nice. Awesome. And, uh, and just to touch back on the Blackwater section, um, it also spur off of the Blackwater section are two nice loop trails that I enjoy hiking as well. Uh, the Bear Lake, a loop trail around Bear Lake and also around Carrick Lake. Um, I, I would recommend that for beginner hikers who so just looking for an easy day hike. Uh, simply four miles around Bear Lake. It's an excellent place for beginners that are new, brand new to hiking. Um, is because it's nice and smooth. It's just a peaceful nature walk around the, the lake. And you can actually see it on the Florida Trail map. If you look closely, if you pull up the Blackwater section and you zoom into those uh, blue side trails, it, it's all interconnected to the main Blackwater section. Uh, you can actually see those, those uh, other uh, loop trails around the lakes. And so uh, that's something else I would recommend to beginners as well. Uh, but yeah, like she said on Eglin, uh, there's lots of primitive campsites. Most of them you can drive up to, um, and Eglin's huge. I mean, the, the, the base is huge. It's got a ton of, uh, of woods out there that there actually are a small black bear out there, uh, on Eglin. Uh, and so if you're going to be there, I would secure your food. Uh, that, that's, that's a recommendation I would do as well uh, on Eglin and probably other parts of the floor trail as well. Um, and so unlike the AT, I've heard, you know, I've, I've heard that, that the shelters on the AT, you have to worry about mice and stuff. Well, we don't really have to worry about mice so much on the Florida Trail, but you still have other, uh, you know, like like squirrel and such that could get into your food potentially. So so definitely, uh, you know, hanging your food or you know, practicing uh, leave no trace principles. Um, I know like some people like to use those odor proof bags. Um, you know, that those is debatable how effective those are, but uh, definitely uh, uh, it's good practice always to to secure your food. Uh, and so that, that's one recommendation I would do anywhere around the Florida Trail, to be honest. All right. Um, do you guys, is there any other sections on the panhandle you guys want to uh, share that you really like? Yeah, we've touched on a lot of it. Uh, Econfina, you know, uh, was a real gorgeous section. I'm not sure what condition it's in now, um, but uh, it's been a while since I've been out there, but that used to be one of the most gorgeous sections along the Florida Trail. Uh, and then uh, they call it Nagosi Plantation. It's how it's yeah. pronounced. Mm -hmm. it like uh, the way it's spelled, N-O-K-U-S-E, uh, looks like Nokus or something, but uh, it's pronounced Nagosi Plantation. Uh 
and it's nice. Um, you, you get to, you get to, you know, sort of prepare for Eglin when you do that before you hit Eglin. And uh, Eglin is so well maintained. In fact, I'd like to give a shout out to those trail maintainers that, that do Eglin. Uh, uh, Keith Lefevre, for example, uh, I want to give a shout out to him. Um, he does an amazing job. He does a lot of work out there on Eglin. Uh, and Eglin is one of the most well-maintained sections of the Florida Trail, from what I've been told. Uh, several of the through hikers have told me that. And so it's just a, a real nice, easy walk uh, through through the pine forest of Eglin. Um, and so it's just well-maintained. And we just want to thank the volunteers that get out there and, and keep that trail maintained. And so uh, I just want to give a shout out to them because they uh, deserve a lot of credit. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you brought up a, an important point. Uh, you know, Hurricane Michael came through two weeks ago. Um, I, I assume you guys were okay and everything was fine at Crestview, but have you had uh, any or have you been able to see any of the damage anywhere else? Um, here, we're fine. We had some wind and rain, but we were on the west side of the storm, so there was nothing major here. The base is fine, um, no issues, but we also, out of our home, run an Airbnb off-season, so we've been getting a lot of insurance adjusters trying to get close enough to be able to do their job. We've had families trying to get close enough to help their families, um, and they're coming back at the end of the day with just horrible stories about what they're seeing, mm-hmm. all the damage and destruction that they're seeing, and it, it's, it's heartbreaking. But uh, in just the two weeks time since the storms passed, you know, they're, they're making major improvements every day. So it's getting better and better, but, but it's, I'm, I'm worried about the trail. I haven't really heard any feedback other than to know that it's closed right through most of that area. So seeing the pictures of all the trees snapped in half made the statement that Florida won't have shade for the next 10 years (laughs) kind of gives you an idea that that all the trees that, that were through there are broken or down. Right. That's a shame because that was one of the worst storms I had ever witnessed in my lifetime. Uh, you know, and I had been through hurricanes before. I've been through Opal and Ivan and Dennis, um, and nothing compares to this. Uh, Hurricane Michael was, was way worse. And uh, we were very fortunate to not be in the direct path of that storm, but it was devastating to those that live in, on, on Panama City um, in that area. Uh, Mexico Beach got just flattened. It was just mass destruction. Uh, the trail doesn't actually go through those areas, but north of there, I'm sure the trail did sustain quite a bit of damage. We don't know just what extent of the damage uh, was out there just yet. I'm, I'm afraid to find out, but it was a terrible, terrible storm. And uh, yeah, I'm just concerned about the trail because Econfina, like I said, was one of the most beautiful sections of the Florida Trail. There's no telling what kind of shape it's in right now, and we can't get out there to see. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I was trying to remain optimistic uh, those first few days, um, but then when I started seeing the photos of the pine trees snapped in half midway and just – you realize just how bad it probably is. Yeah, and then and then to know that, you know, an Apalachicola forest, Bradwell Bay, it's already – it was already like knee deep as it was. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine it was probably completely impassable when that storm came through. It probably completely flooded that area, like higher flood levels than never been seen before. Most likely, uh, 
it's just an, an incredible storm and uh our hearts go out to those that were affected by that storm but yeah uh, like i said we were just very fortunate to not be in the direct path of that storm we were on the far west side of it we still got wind and rain from it but as far as I know, we didn't sustain any major damage to the trail in this in this immediate area, and so uh, uh, we were very fortunate for that, at least. Right. Um, something else I want to touch on, Kelly, is that you've been pretty vocal about um, trying to find this unidentified hiker who unfortunately passed away on the trail in Big Cypress. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about what you know about him and um, any updates you may have heard. Uh, yeah, we, uh, there was one day I was at work, uh, taking a break, popped up Facebook and someone had posted the composite sketch of a hiker that was found dead at Noble's campsite. When I seen the composite, I immediately recognized it. Um, back last January, we were out on Highway 90 looking for a hiker that we knew was on the trail. And we happened to come across this guy. His trail name was mostly harmless. And uh, so we stopped and offered him trail magic, talked to him, uh, gave him some cold water, some drink mixes and whatnot, and uh, took pictures with him. And we had invited him to Billy Goat Day. We were getting ready to go down there. I think in the next two or three days from the day we met him. And so we invited him to, to tag along with us. And um, he told us that he was hiking without a phone and that he didn't have any maps. Hmm. He had like one eight by 11 sheet piece of paper that had the entire state of Florida on it with a line of where the trail went. And that's the <laughs> only map that he had. Wow. So from that point, I was kind of worried about him. Uh, of course, but he said he wanted to disconnect and I get that people want to do that nowadays. And uh, so he wasn't able to go to Billy Goat Day with us because he wasn't able to tell us exactly where he'd be two or three days from when we met him. So then fast forward to July and the composite comes up and I immediately recognized him and started sending the pictures that I had to the Collier County Sheriff's Office and asked, you know, is this him? I think this is him. And immediately they called me back and said, yeah, we think that's him. What can you tell us? And when we met him, he never gave us his real name. Mm. Um, he just told us he started in New York and he'd just been following the blazes. And um, so I really wasn't able to give them any more other than a real picture of him. Cause at that time, all they had was a composite. Right. Uh, so then I went forward trying to reach out to all the hikers we'd met over that season hoping that any of them got his real name from him, which he never told to anybody that, that we've found so far. Um, and then once I realized none of us could help with his real name, then I started spreading it as far as I could on Facebook and Instagram and just trying to reach out with the clues that I did know. Um, and several people met him. So many people have reached out that did meet him. But again, the same story. He was consistent with, you know, just giving a trail name. He started in New York and just wanted to disconnect. So to this day, we still don't know his real name. Uh, it's unsolved at this point. Um, I'm hoping somebody pops up eventually that can at least give some closure. Because a lot of us have been concerned and want to help. But so far, we just haven't made that 
connection. Just so there was no ID or no cards or anything on him then. Wow. When they found him, he weighed 83 pounds. Um, They uh, say he'd been dead for, I think, two or three days. His body only weighed 83 pounds, like I said, and all he had on him was cash and a bunch of, he was a computer programmer and worked in the tech industry. And that's something that he'd mentioned to several others as well. And had told a couple that he was working on a hiking app. He didn't go into detail with it, what he, what angle he was coming from, but he had a lot of programming notes with him, Hmm. but that's all he had. He didn't have an ID. He didn't have a cell phone. Um, so just nothing. And I guess they ran his fingerprints and nothing came back. So. Wow. Uh, when we ran into him, uh, he was a healthy, you know, one, one fifty, one sixty. I, I mean, he was, you know, he was a normal size hiker, I guess, uh, uh, you know, tall, lanky. Um, and, uh, he was, he looked healthy when we saw him. Um, but when they found him dead, he weighed 83 pounds. I can't fathom that. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't know what happened, but that's, that's terrible. Uh, you know, that's why we're so concerned. We just wondered what happened. We still don't know all the details. Uh, it's still an unsolved mystery. And so, uh, it's, it's like something that you would see a movie based off of or something. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can come up with all sorts of theories, like, did he eat something he shouldn't have? Did he get sick? And he was sitting in his tent for two weeks, you know, just, wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of theories, but there's no conclusive answer at this point. And may never I, be. May never be. And I'll, yeah, we'll have to <laughs> live with that. Yeah, well, <laughs> and maybe, uh, take people's real names down <laughs> consistently now. I'm getting everybody's blood type, their real name, their emergency contact. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. We, Fingerprint we totally, them. <laughs> yeah, we, we totally get the trail name thing though. In fact, we have trail names of our own. Uh, um, I was given the trail name flat top uh, based on my haircut. <laughs> so so, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Kelly's, uh, her trail name's Frosty, and mm-hmm. I'm Flat Top, so Flat Top and Frosty. Well, what is, how, what's Frosty? How did that come about? Um, that's just because I used to play an, an online, online game called World, World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. So, I, just that was my gamer name, so a lot of people call me that already, so it's just, I told Sean, that's going to be my trail name. But <laughs> Make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I was actually given the trail name by another interesting trail name of uh, uh, the guy by the name of Kick a Tree. Uh, hmm. That was the trail name, uh, and he he gave me the trail name Flat Top, and and I, I cut my own hair, so I I form it in the shape of a flat top, and, and <laughs> I just like the haircut, and uh, you know, it's unique in the hiking world. You just don't see too many hikers uh, sporting flat top haircut anymore, so. Uh, no, because so everybody gets bushy and beardy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a challenge for me to try to maintain that on a through hike, but uh, but I think I can do it. Uh, I actually, uh, as part of my my gear nerd self, uh, I've already come up with a solution for that. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. To transition to that, maybe we could talk gear for a minute. Uh, I think you're trying to be pretty lightweight hiker. Yeah, I would say uh, ultralight. I'm definitely into ultralight hiking. Uh, I totally uh, understand the benefits. 
of going lightweight, uh, reducing the weight of your pack uh, helps you enjoy it more. It's less stressful on the body. You know, the obvious, uh, you know, just common sense really uh, uh, that you want to go lighter with your pack. Um, and so I took that to heart and I really ran with it. Uh, I started really studying up on it and uh, it just kind of evolved from there. Uh, I really got into it, uh, deep into it. <laughs> kind of drives uh, Kelly crazy. Uh, uh, but yeah, I just study gear. I get on the uh, uh, YouTube and follow several ultralight hikers and see what they're carrying in their packs. I love watching gear videos uh, with their pack explosions, and they just kind of show everything in their pack, what they're carrying. And I learn a lot from a lot of different hikers. And so uh, I've just kind of built my pack, you know, based on uh, little pieces, tidbits I learned here and there from other hikers, see what they're doing, see stuff I like and um, and stuff I'd really have to experiment with, you know, find out what works for you. Uh, and so that's really the biggest challenge and because I don't get to get out as much as I would like. I really uh, haven't had the chance to experiment with a lot of this ultralight gear. Uh, but based on my li limited testing, I have put it through uh, – I would consider myself an ultralight hiker, definitely uh, sub 10 pounds. And so, uh, yeah, I just love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love uh, the looking at different cottage companies. Uh, there are several, you know, out there that, that really make some great ultralight gear. Uh, you know, Z-Packs, for example, uh, based here in Florida, you know, uh, and so, that's just an example. You know, of course there's hyperlight mountain gear, there's a uh, gossamer gear. Uh, there's mountain laurel designs. Uh, there's a new one even uh, that, that came up uh, recently, uh, light AF. Uh, there's several <laughs> uh, cottage manufacturers that sell some really great ultralight gear. And so I just like studying up on it and learning as much as I can about it. And I just run with it from there. And, uh, uh, by no means am I yet consider myself an expert because I don't have the experience with it yet. Uh, but uh, I have talked to others that do have experience, uh, such as Lint. Um, when we ran into Lint, I, I learned a ton from him. I mean, this guy was a triple, triple crowner, mm -hmm. uh, about a six pound base weight. And he he showed me everything in his pack. And, and we got to comparing gear one night. That night he stayed with us. Uh, I brought out the scale. And, uh, and we were just sitting there comparing the little stuff in our ditty bags. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. We just had, we just had a ton of fun nerding out on gear. And, uh, and I just, it, to me, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I just love it. Uh, it's just, it just adds a whole nother element to it uh, that makes it that much more exciting and enjoyable for me. And so uh, that's the reason I like it. Uh, it just makes it so much more pleasurable to hike with, with lower weight on your back. And so uh, that's the reason I go ultralight. I'm, I'm not a speed hiker by any means. I don't do it to do the fast and light uh, to try to, I'm not trying to set any FKTs or anything like that. I'm not <laughs> the supreme athlete that some of these other guys are. I totally respect that, by the way. Uh, there are some, some amazing athletes out there that, that really try to set the FKTs the fastest known time on the Florida trail and other trails. Uh, you know, I, I look closely at what they're carrying, uh, not because I want to be a, a fast hiker, but because they've really dialed their gear down really light. And, um, I just like experiment with some of the similar type gear choices. And, uh, and so I find out it, it works for me. A lot of the same stuff works for me. Uh, and that's kind of where it goes from there. 
Kelly, you're not so much into all of that, or do you yeah. try as to do it? As long as it's pink, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just let him know what I want. Uh, I've just recently switched to hammock camping. Okay. And so now I'm getting into setting up a hammock setup for myself and I'll pick what I like and then I'll run it by him and see what he thinks of the weight. And then, then we, we whittle it down with his knowledge and my favorite pink color. So we <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like at least you, you, you have an understanding what, what you both like. Exactly. But uh, speaking of FKTs, we did actually get to meet the current holder of the FKT this past season, Dan Munsell. Mm-hmm. He came through this past season and I had reached out to him on Instagram and asked him if we could cheer him on at the finish line, you know, if it, it would be okay if he had an idea when he'd be there. And he, he actually welcomed us to join him there so that somebody could be there to take pictures. Awesome. So, <laughs> that too. And we brought him home and let him sleep it off and fed him and got him on his bus to go home after he was done. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Good. Yeah, I do want I do want to talk to him eventually. I think he was hiking the CDT right now. So maybe after he recuperates from that. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing hiker. Uh, uh, this blew my mind uh, how fast he did it. Uh, and it, I mean, he's a, he's a real athlete. I mean, the, to do it the, as fast as he did, I mean, I asked him specific details about his hike. Uh, you know, that when, when we got to meet him at the finish line and, and, and when he got in the car with us, when he got done and we got to talking, you know, I got to pick his brain a little bit and uh, find out just how he did it. Um, and I mean, it was just amazing. So I, I'll let him tell you all about that and what he through, but, but, uh, yeah, he's he's a he's an amazing athlete to do what he did, and I totally respect that. And so, uh, yeah, it was just a, an honor to meet him at the to meet him at the finish line, uh, cheering him on, and uh, and uh, it was just a, an incredible accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Were there anybody else out there besides you guys? Well, just us. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all are awesome to be there to to share that with him. <laughs> well, uh, of. Another through hiker that came through last season, she started and went southbound and she came to us last November and she was from Ohio as well. And she got a lot of her advice from Dan. So she really egged me on to make sure I was involved with Dan when he came through. She was excited for us to meet him. And uh, she had messaged me about two weeks before he finished and said, you know, make sure to keep up with him. I was like, yeah, I'm watching his spot. I'll, I'll keep up. And then a couple of days went by and I checked again and he had already blew past us. Oh, wow. Like, oh my goodness. He's going to finish like in the next day or two. So I messaged him and let him know that we would love to be there if he, you know, was fine with that. And he, he was absolutely fine with that. So he told us, you know, be there about sunset. And so we went out there about two hours before he got there and we let him know he was there and we kept watching his spot. So we knew exactly what his location was. And we had pictures of him off in the distance till he got up to the uh, terminus and did some final fit pictures with him when he was done. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that was really exciting. Oh, that yeah. actually kind of makes me tear up because it's so ex- exciting to be able to see that. And because he didn't have like a humongous group of people, you know, celebrating, yeah. but you guys were there for him. So, yeah, but he went way faster than I thought oh, yeah. possible. <laughs> he just blew my mind. <laughs> It was amazing, like I said, uh, and he was there right on 
when he said he would be there, like he messaged us ahead and told us he'd be there at this time. And I mean, he was almost right to the minute of when he said he would be there. (laughs) I mean, he just, he was, it's incredible how, how he kept pace and, and to do what he did. uh, um, I can't wait for you to interview him so he can talk about his journey and, and what he went through. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll definitely save that for him. uh, uh, Let him tell you all about that. Well, if you're into FKTs and people doing crazy things, have you read Scott Jurek's book or Jennifer Farr Davis's AT books? I'm very familiar with those. Uh, I've not actually read the books. No, I'm I'm not a big uh, reader. Uh, oh, okay. But, but yeah, I definitely know who those are. Uh, <laughs> it'd be an honor to meet those as well. But yeah, there there's some there is some amazing hikers out there. Um, it's pretty incredible what they do, but. But for us, really, I mean, we're just out there to enjoy nature, really. Uh, we're, we're slow hikers. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit faster than Kelly, just naturally. But uh, I like hiking with Kelly because she makes me slow down. Uh, like, like she said, she likes to take pictures and really, uh, you know, absorb the, the, what she sees. Uh, and so I learned when I get out there, you know, for me, it's, it's about, you know, uh, activating all my senses of, uh, I love the sights, the sounds, the smells. Uh, just I, I love to take it all in and just be out there in it, and immerse myself in nature, and uh, that's what I love about hiking. Uh, for me, it's just about being out in nature and breathing fresh air, and uh, and just getting away from it all, and and just letting your mind reset. It's it's good for the the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, hiking is just a wonderful activity and that's why I love that there is a Florida trail and um, right here in my home state you know I definitely want to see the Florida trail evolve uh, you know I want it to, to I know it'll never be like the AT we understand that uh, we don't expect it to be anything like the AT but but to know that it is a national scenic trail and and to know that what potential it does have you know we just want to see it uh, flourish and become what it can be. And, uh, it starts with all the volunteers, uh, people becoming trail angels, things like that. And that's, that's one of the reasons that we're in, in it. Uh, you know, we want to see the, the Florida trail succeed. And so, uh, and that, this is one way that, that we can help out. And there are many ways to people help out. We want to see more volunteers for everything, trail maintainers and everything that the Florida trail needs that in order to succeed. And so that's where it's at. Awesome. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts? I mean, about being trail angels? I mean, I think, I think he summed it up pretty well right there, but do you have anything else you'd like to, to wrap up with Kelly? Uh, if anybody's listening and they're coming through, holler at us. We're here. We'd love to help. Love to meet you. Um, um, if for North Bounders, if, if they hit Negosi plantation or uh, Eglin air force base, especially uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, message us, message Kelly on Facebook, uh, and uh, and let us know that you're coming. Uh, we'll be ready for you. We'll we'll, we'll make it happen, and uh, and we'd love to meet you. So uh, so come on, and uh, we'll have a good time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll really we'll really talk well. We'll talk gear. Uh, uh, just we want you to be excited about the Florida Trail, and and we'll get you pumped up and excited about it. So that, that's what it's all about for us. <laughs> And um, I'll put your, your, um, where to find you on social media, but if you want to just say it out loud so people, if they're listening, they can, and they want to Google real quick, they can look you guys uh, up. I'm on Instagram as 
Kells, K-E-L-L-Z, 850. And then on Facebook, I'm Kelly Willis Fairbanks. And anybody's welcome to send me a friend request or reach out and message me. And we'll be happy to uh, to meet anybody. Awesome. And Sean, I don't, you don't have social media? No, I'm currently not on social media. Uh, so I just, I just like to follow hikers on YouTube. Uh, those that like to vlog, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, uh, just being on YouTube, but that's it. You know, you, you won't see me on social media. I'm just, that's just not me right now, but, but <laughs> no. I, send him, I send him screenshots of everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I just want to make sure I wasn't missing something. Cause I was like, I don't think I've, I'm following Sean. So, okay. No, it's uh, not not yet. Anyway, uh, I may one day be on there, but but as of right now, I'm currently not on social media. But uh, but yeah, Kelly is, and she keeps me up to date. Um, she she calls herself the hiker stalker, and so <laughs> we, we we mean that in a good way. But yeah, we we just want to help hikers, and uh, and we just out to follow uh, hikers along their journey, and uh, and we're here to help. So and we're located right here in Crestview, Florida. So. So uh, when you get near, you know, reach out to us and, uh, and we want to meet you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for taking time and uh, sitting in a parking lot to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time. And thank you for the effort that you're putting into putting out this podcast and making more people aware of what's going on in Florida. We enjoyed listening. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.